Um, one thing I, I, I was, I was kind of funny because I, I actually said it's part of the process in this conversation. Um, but I was talking because we're promoting out CJ right now to, to Hartford, Connecticut. And during the promotion, he was talking about losing money on people. And he was like, when it, when, when is it not okay to lose money on someone? And I'm just, and I was like, that's a great question. The first thing is you're going to have to lose money on someone at some point. Whenever someone first starts the business, like they're a new start, you're going to have to lose a certain amount of money, right? But whenever you no longer see growth or potential in the person, you should cut ties. However, if you don't have money to lose, then you cannot lose money on anyone. So you don't have the, the benefit of giving someone the extra three to four weeks to see if they'll get their shit together if you don't have the money to lose. Uh, what's your thought process on that? Yeah. Uh, Jose, I would probably... Lower your volume. I don't know. I can hear your headphones. But um, my my first thought is I wouldn't try to not lose money. And I think I've talked about it with you before that like you could take all of our expenses and lower them to zero, including loss on, on new employees. And that still wouldn't solve most of our issues. The issue is usually a revenue and income thing. I think you should be trying to, and which is what we focus on, the process. You should focus on the process, which is properly onboarding people, properly getting people through the process and, and, and making sure they learn everything and they learn the right thought process going into the field. And if you do that, they're going to do well. That's and then true. if they do well, it'll take care of themselves. If Some people are obviously going to cost you a little bit of money, but that shouldn't be the focus to not lose money. The focus should be, it's kind of like, have you seen that? Um, Who is it? Tim, Tim Ferriss. I don't know who it is. Um, Who's the guy with the impact with the impact? podcast tom bilo bilo oh uh, no, not not lewis house no 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 the guy that created the quest company tom bilio anyway I, I think it was him that talked about skiers they don't focus on on the trees they don't simon think to themselves simon Sinek. yeah it's a completely wrong person but they don't focus on not hitting the trees because if right. you focus on not hitting the trees then you're going to end up hitting the trees they're they're just focused on on the path and the path yeah. for, for a new owner is just making sure they're building relationships, making sure they're teaching them the basics, the, the right thought process, making sure they're spending time with them in the field, doing all those little things. And if they focus on that, like they're going to get results. But if you focus on not losing money, then you're going to stretch yourself out. 100%. Um, I'm going to have to go back and re-answer the question then, uh, whenever it comes to coaching on that. It, but your answer, cool. wasn't, your answer wasn't wrong. It didn't, it's right. still right. It doesn't you say you didn't you didn't say it's just something else to add to it. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Right? Um, to be honest with you, like the the part of the process for even even whenever you get good at the business, like whenever you start having 30, 40 reps and you start to really start to see the success in this business, you still are going to lose money. You're still going to have bad weeks. And if you just trust in the process the entire time, it keeps the momentum moving forward because the only thing that can really stop it once you have the 20, 30 reps is you because you just have that negative mindset or you lose faith in yourself. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking or what I, the point I was trying to get to is you have to build the momentum and that comes from I'm going to lose money when I have to be okay and I have to accept that I'm going to lose money on the long way. Yeah. Um, also, I had that a... Sorry, go ahead. No, were you gonna say go ahead? I said also that snowboarding analogy. I don't know if I just suck at snowboarding, but I hit trees all the time. So um, I thought I was focusing on the path ahead of me, but I just kept hitting trees. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's part there's there's some of it is learning how to snowboard. 
but <laughs> I've never been snowboarding, so I don't know. But Bradley has a, he's got a video where he, he's responding to that video and he says he, he contradicts it in a way. So I, I should probably go back and watch it to see what he says. Um, but anyways, something else that I, that I had come up this week is with a couple of people is about certain situations. They thought we were being unfair. Um, the details don't matter. Point is, we they, they thought we were being unfair. I was trying to get them to see my perspective as to, to why we are being fair. Um, and this is the best situation for them. And they weren't seeing it. And then I I I told them, right, let's just let's just assume I'm not being fair. Let's assume you're right, I'm not being fair. Now what? Because it's still the situation. I'm not gonna change it. Like this is still a situation. Like and and do I have a responsibility to make things fair for you? Because life doesn't make things fair for you. Why should I? And I'm not saying I'm not going to try and make things fair for people. And I'm not going to try and give people a chance because I honestly do. But like, let's say something happens, worst case scenario, and I'm not fair. I think what? that I, I think at the end of the day, you got a, you, you got a choice to make. What are you going to do? And it's the <clears throat> it's what I was trying to explain to the person is that the, you can't complain about how unfair the situation may be because at the end of the day that's never going to do anything in real life it may do something in small one-off situations but in general complaining about things not being fair just doesn't do anything because life doesn't give a shit there's no one to talk to in life that's like hey you're making life unfair <laughs> that's so true yeah. like complaining never helps any situation but we can complain about what's going on with the U.S. dollar right now, what's going on with America. We can complain about, you know, how you were raised. It doesn't actually change anything. The past the past. The only thing you can focus on is your next step ahead. So just freaking go with it and uh, forget about it move on or learn from it move on. Not say forget about it, but learn from it move on. Uh, that's one thing that I think I learned whenever I first came into this business is, hey, shit's going to happen. You might not like it, but fuck it and keep moving on. Yeah, I think I when I first started in the business, we tried to make things fair for people and that made that made certain conversations uncomfortable. Like I remember when when you had like no no installs go through. I don't know if you remember that, that conversation with you and Isaiah. And I'm like behind and Isaiah's handling the conversation and I and I hear and, and I see him going through it and like everything is canceled and I'm like, fuck, that is unbelievably like I could feel the uncomfortableness. Because and that's a similar thing. You could easily argue like that's not fair. Isaiah handled it like a champ and told you everything that you <laughs> that you could work on, which he is which, my fault. And it was okay. He did say it was all your fault. Great. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is great because I don't I don't know if I would have handled it that well. I probably wouldn't have. Um, but I think the best way to handle it to think of it is that it is a hundred percent your fault because then you actually improved after that. And you got more consistent paychecks. And I think a lot of people try and coddle themselves and and sympathize and show empathy and think to themselves that it's it's not their fault, you know, it's whatever, whatever, and then that never ends up helping anyone. Right. Sympathy that... sympathy is is I don't know. I've heard you can have sympathy or respect, but you can't have both. And I and I rather have respect and you gain respect when you say, Fuck it, I'm gonna fix the situation. Which is what you did. 
Hundred percent, and honestly, I was blessed to have that mentorship from all of y'all at that point, and that's actually where the saying "close, fast, wrap up, slow" came from. Was essentially from that conversation, and we had a lot of improvement on that, um, especially after I saw my base pay paycheck. You know, you know, three weeks afterwards, we got paid so far afterwards at that point. Um, but n- not only that is, I-, I think what we'll see now is it you, it, it translates from the uncomfortability goes into people pleasing. So we'll we'll go from, hey, yeah, like I, I don't want to get in this uncomfortable situation. I don't really want to coach them. So I'm just going to try and please them and make them happy. And whenever you become a people pleaser in this business, you're literally going to kill yourself because you can't please everyone. And until you realize that, you're going to just be completely stressed out in any business, anything you do in life. Even if you're just a freaking high school kid trying to please everybody in your grades, so people are going to hate you. Right? Sometimes someone's not going to like you. And until you can actually accept the fact that you're not going to be able to please everyone, uh, and in order for you to actually help them grow and develop as leaders, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to have those critical conversations, and you're going to piss some people off. But that ability to piss people off in a loving way shows that you actually care about them, and they'll grow from it. But if you don't, you're actually hurting yourself, and you're hurting them as well. So that's one yeah, thing that I'm struggling with. Have you started reading... Um... Is it crucial? My camera just went out, Jose. Um, crucial accountability. I have not. I have not even heard of that. Dude, it is a game changing book. I think I would. I would read it next for sure. All right. Where, um, where, where is it at? Crucial. Let me. Let me see. I have it right here. I'm gonna download it right now. So. Crucial Accountability, second edition by Carrie Patterson. Yeah, this one right here. I'm lagging, but I don't know if you can see it. I can't see it. Yeah, you're, you're no. It'll pull up. But, um, man, in the book, it goes over why people avoid difficult conversations. And it talks about, um, it talks about, that people being a pleaser, people pleaser wanting to make everyone happy. But a lot of it is people, they look at certain situations and they, let me see if I can find the quote. Cause so when you've gone to silence and are trying way too hard to convince yourself that you've done the right thing, you might want to examine whether you are intentionally minimizing the cost of not speaking up and exaggerating the risks of doing so. And I think sometimes people think there's this huge negative that could happen if you bring up an issue with someone because it's confrontation and the other person might not react to it well. And right. people, and, and usually we're, what the book is saying, which I think is true, like when it, when I was reading this book, like so many things were clicking or so many flashbacks of when I've avoided tough conversations. Right. We over-exaggerate what the negative of that conversation is going to be or we over-exaggerate the difficulty of the conversation and then we minimize the benefits of having the conversation. We minimize the benefits of or the, the positives, the outcome of, of having that conversation. And there's, and it should be backwards. We should, the, the, the outcome, the benefits are usually should be over exaggerated. And the risk is usually significantly lower than what we're making it, making it out to be. Right. That's great. But this is a, this is a great book, especially as the org is growing. Um, because, man, like Thursday, it was all tough conversations for me Thursday. <laughs> but they were all really good. There was like, there was an owner shut down, some difficult conversations with a, with a traveler that that 
one of the conversations about life not being fair was in there. Um, so I don't, Thursday was, Thursday was like, I felt good afterwards, but like in between the conversations before they were happening, I was like, fuck man, this is, I just don't want to have this conversation <laughs> for that's every cool single one of them. That's one of the yeah. things that I struggle with the most is putting conversations off to the right time. If I think a conversation needs to be had, I'm like, it, it could be 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm calling this person right now. I, I cannot put it off at all. I can't get it out of my head. It has to be done as soon as possible. Um, it's something I definitely need to work on because I struggle with it. Um, but it, I, I definitely think on the conversation too much until the conversation is actually had. Oh, I thought I, I feel like you're good at having convos. Like you're better at you're. I feel like you're quicker to address them. Well, so that's what I'm saying. Like if I can't, if it's not the right time to address it, I will make it the right time. As in, like, I can't wait until it's the right time sometimes. Like, for yeah. instance, there was a conversation with, that I need to have with one of my masterminds. And it was, I think it was 9 o'clock at night. And he was, like, on a date with his girlfriend. And I'm just like, yo, we need to talk. <laughs> I just had, had to get it off my chest. Um, and I'm, I was terrible, but I didn't get better at that. And it was waiting for the next day, honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Raf and I definitely, we, we definitely... Rob's gotten a lot better at it. I've gotten a little bit better at it. But um, in the past, we've definitely waited on having the conversation or tried to wait for the right time or we just over-exaggerated the cost and over didn't minimize the, the positive outcome. Um, but something I saw Shook do, like he was, he's just great at going from conversation to conversation from conversation, doesn't think about it. And it's just like, as soon as an idea comes up or a, and a, we realize a conversation needs to be had, he's just like, let's just do it now. Right, That's and all. he doesn't, and and he'll have something like another call that he's got to prep for, and I mean, part of it's that he's been doing it for you know fifteen years. He can run a call and maybe not have to think about it as much as some of us. But that's usually what like newer owners struggle with is like they need to have a conversation, but they got a morning meeting that they got to run in thirty minutes, and <laughs> they can't do anything else during those thirty minutes other than think about the fact that they got to run a morning meeting. Right. Um, that's what I, I mean. That's definitely that was definitely me i feel like i remember i felt like i couldn't pitch an atmo oh, wow. for 30 minutes because i was going to have to run the morning meeting in 30 minutes and it's not like i would spend those 30 minutes prepping the meeting because i already had a prep i would just sit there and anxious about having the morning meeting but that's hilarious i want to go back to what you said over exaggerated the the um the cost and minimize the potential um you said whenever you have that conversation can you elaborate on that over exaggerating the like whenever you have the conversation with someone you would over exaggerate the negative like the potential negative outcome and you would minimize the potential positive outcome yeah, um, here's so another eliminate i think here's another here's another highlight i think that goes with it you're downplaying the cost of not taking action embracing the devil you know while exaggerating the dangers of speaking up you're trying way too hard to persuade yourself to stay away from an accountability discussion because you fear it will be painful. Don't confuse the question of whether the conversation will be difficult with the question of whether you should deal with it. Um, so I guess that's another way of looking at it. I think, yeah, sometimes we, 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 the question we're asking ourselves is, is this going to be a hard conversation, which that doesn't really matter. The question should be, whether or not you should have the conversation, whether or not the conversation um, is needed. But I, to answer your question, when we were scared of the negative outcome or over-exaggerating the negative outcome, I think it's 
usually we're thinking to ourselves that this person's going to be super upset or super pissed off at us and and it's going to turn into this huge argument or blowout and and the uncertainty of not knowing how that convo is going to go is probably what gets us to to not have the conversation and dude the the book is the book is genius because in the beginning it talks about now that i'm remembering it talks about how if we knew exactly what to say and how to handle the conversation and how to steer it we would probably just have the conversation so really our issue is more of just not knowing how to properly communicate what we want to communicate which is true it's the same thing like when you're in the field and, and doing a sale and like there's and people a rep is hesitant to pitch someone it's not that they're afraid of pitching the person it's they're not sure what it is to say next right. you know like it's 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 funny how you can relate it back to the field but um i think that's usually why we struggle with hard conversations it's not that we're not willing to do it sometimes but it's not knowing how to have the convo is painful yeah not knowing and then I feel like sometimes it's just not being able to predict the outcome or predict the response. Um, so we, we run the worst responses through our head possible. Uh, so like, for instance, I feel like pitching in the field, whenever you pitch someone, they're so afraid that that nose is going to be so hard that they almost get paralyzed by pitching them, right? You could almost be so afraid that they're going to respond and go completely off you or completely off on you that you just don't want to have the conversation at all. And whenever we, we have that fear, that fear starts to control us. And, we, and whenever you let fear control you, then you're not going to, you're going to paralyze and do, not do anything, right? Fear causes an action. Yep. And the whole point is to just have the convo. The whole point is to just say hello, exactly. to just pitch someone, to start the interaction. I'm literally, I'm going to read this book tonight, by the way, or not read it. I'm going to start it today. Have you read, um, the million, hundred million dollar offer? I have by Alex Ramosi. That is great, honestly. Um, I've, great. yeah, I just started it listening to it. I just started it last night. Um, and I'm excited for it. I got through like 30 minutes of it and it was great. Well, my favorite book, hands down, though, that I, I think has helped me grow down it. I've listened to it once and read it is this one The Five Defunctions of a Team. Dude, have you read it? <laughs> Yeah, I read that book almost in, in a whole sitting. It's really good. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a funny, funny story. I pulled up to the store on Saturday or Sunday morning, and I was not excited about the people that I was going to go in and work with. Um, and there's a Barnes, there was like a Barnes and Noble, there's a Barnes and Noble right next to the store. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble. And I just sat there for hours reading the book. <laughs> And, I, and it was a good book. I almost finished it in one sitting, and then I did end up going to the field for for a little bit. But yeah, I remember that book. It was good. It was. I I, I felt like it to grow an organization to like truly grow and, and actually succeed in this business and hit that regional or national consultant. You you almost have to read this book to figure out how to be able to make your entire team functional. Yeah, I should read it again because I I remember it being super good, but I wasn't as engaged with with the org as, as I should have been. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely have to read that one again. Sure. It's great. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would, uh, I, I think I read an impact on normal leaders meeting actually. I just finished it, read an impact on it. It's great. You, how often do you do leaders meetings? Every, every day. Well, except for on Monday, I do them at 7.30 and Friday I do them at 7.30, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I do them at 10.30 or 10. Why on Monday do you do them early? 
because on Monday we have so much going on. We have classroom going on afterwards, and it's just so many people in the office that it's just easier to to get it done in the morning. And also gives me more time with the people. So if I want to have better conversations or longer uh, after the start, it just gives me more time to do it. And then on Friday, we have new starts. Sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't say anything. Keep no, going. Right. On, on Friday, we have new starts. Um, or on Thursday, we'd, we'd have new starts. And I don't, want to, I don't want them getting there at 7.30 and being them by themselves. On Friday, they're a little bit more adaptive. So on 7.30, we'll have the meters there. And we'll go ahead and have the meeting. And it just gives me more time again because Fridays are packed as well. So just more time with my people is all it is. Yeah, and what are you what are you going over on that Monday leaders meeting? Um, so I start off with just the production per store average uh, from the start off of the week. That's what I always start off with, and then I go into what we need in order to grow, in order to take more stores. Then uh, that's what I start off with, and depending on the production, I'll go into more of leadership qualities of what we're looking for. So something from John Maxwell and impact. Um, you know, like um, like our trainings, like our interviews, something particular just to inter- just to second rounds, uh, just to leaders. I mean, and then if we sucked with production, then I will literally get up in there and be like, okay, I hate talking about this, but we're going to talk about how to freaking produce inside the store because obviously we don't know how to do it. So let's get back to this. Let's start on the basics and then grow from there. So like this Friday, I literally I had guests in my office. And I told them before, I was like, hey, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a harsher meeting. If you want to sit in, you can, but it's going to be a harsher meeting. And they're like, no, we, we'll let us sit in. And then I just went in on my people because uh, we were sucking. Um, and we weren't doing the little things right. And we, we were just absolutely not leading from the front as what we needed to be. So today, this Friday was just ripping everyone a new one um, for what the expectation should be because they know what to do and they weren't doing it. But mostly I would like to cover something like the five function of a team, John Maxwell, um, Gary V, Lewis House, anything just to help them grow um, and develop as leaders. So d- d- Tuesday through Friday, same thing. You're just you're you're running a meeting on a book, John Maxwell, whatever. Yeah, usually a a book or a concept or uh, habits is another yeah. big one that I focus on a lot. Is just habits, how to actually establish the habits that we need to be able to grow. How long are your leaders meetings on Tuesday through Friday? Uh, depends on how the store, if the stores are staffed or not, like on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, they're, they're going to be at least 25 minutes, sometimes 35, 40. Cause I, I'll get long winded, uh, especially on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, but on Friday, it's a strict, I'll, I'll text that. Hey, we're gonna start at seven twenty today. Cause I got a lot to go over. Um, some people will get here early and we'll start early and again, talk for 40 minutes. Interesting. I'm just now getting back into the rhythm of doing them every day because I wasn't right. doing them. How 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 much are you reading a day? Or I'm reading. I read. I listen to a podcast. I listen to an audiobook of 15 minutes, and then I read 10 pages. So a podcast should be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Audiobook at least 15 minutes, and that's like bare minimum. Usually, it's more towards an hour, and then on top of that, it's going to be reading at least 10 pages. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. Is the book I'm reading. So, great book. Heck yeah, man. That's not even like a you you pull you pull a lot of meetings from that. I I do. I, I it's also not, re- it's not like a, it's not like a crazy amount. <laughs> no, I well believe it or not, some of these these books like you can get an impact almost every three to four pages. <clears throat> yeah, like like it's just it's insane if you actually read instead of just grazing through it. Um. 
and also too a lot of them are, are some of them are re-ran like I, i've ran a lot of meetings up to this point so I'll, I'll go back if i don't have one i'm like here we go um we'll find one and uh i'm been traveling a lot too so i feel like i haven't been speaking as much as i want to sorry yeah it's been a busy couple weeks and i think it's gonna stay that way until after r and r i think it's gonna stay that way for the end of the to the end of the year i was looking at the schedule oh holy crap well, you have a handful of promotions going out, so it makes sense. Um, but I, I think, at least for me, I think I'm going to get to be in my local office, be focused on, on, on the recruiting, which is what I really need to focus on right now, for, for a minute, hopefully, because I, I definitely need to rebuild. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about my local office because of how much I'll be gone. That's so, good. gives the, gives someone the opportunity to step up. It does. It does. Dude, I don't know. Do you remember? I once left for a month in, I guess more than once, but there was one time in particular. I don't know if you were in the office. Um, but I remember being nervous. It was when like, I I had like four or five deals, and there was like three or four opening up at once, and I went to I went and spent time with each of them. Um, and then there was other stuff going on in in the business, but I was gone for like almost a whole month. And every week the office did better. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope that happens. Oh my God. If that would happen, I'd be so happy. Um, it's great when you leave and, and the office does better. They probably don't get developed that much. Um, right. But there's, uh, except for the individual that's running the office, they get developed because they get the experience. Everyone else, are, I don't know, they're being led. So that's good. But for sure. That's good. Thank you. But cool. I think we got enough today. I think, yeah. Let's end it here. Cool. I think that's a, the, probably the most natural podcast that we've done. I, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're getting better at it. Next time, we should probably just, just record from the get-go and maybe do like a little bit of an intro and then just keep talking. And then if we're figuring it out in, during the podcast, I think... We'll be fine. Yeah, it's just us chit-chatting about whatever we're experiencing, which is, I guess, supposed to be the whole point of the message of the process is... So this is almost like a documentation of us figuring stuff out and learning. I don't know if that if that frame, having that frame of that or that outlook towards the podcast will help us. That'll help for sure. Especially as much as we're growing right now. Like we're we're in the process of just evolutionizing our lives. So it'll be cool to see. Yeah, because we have some I mean we we do we're doing okay, but there's still definitely like I mean I was I don't know if I sent you the video of the Tates and they're talking. They were, Tristan was arguing with Andrew and talking to him about. Uh, yeah, I think Andrew was like, he's so focused on making more money. And then Tristan's like, Andrew, we could literally like think of everything you want to buy right now. Everything we could spend it on right now. And like, we would still have all this money in the bank. <laughs> Why don't we go enjoy it? <laughs> um. So we're it? not there. We're not. We're not there yet. So we're still learning to get there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Until you have your private jet, Jane, private jet that I can fly on whenever I want, and you can, and I have my yacht that you can get on whenever you want. There we go. That's perfect. I'll get the jet. You get the go. yacht. I feel like the jet's way more expensive, but um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You I don't know though. The yacht that I want. Okay. What's that? You haven't seen the size of the yacht, okay? The, the size of is the it? yacht, we can make it more expensive than the plane. 
yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure you possibly could um that'd be fun one day man one day it's gonna happen we just gotta dude gotta... the clo- the more and more that we do and the more and more that i see people in life the more and more that there's the differentiator is so small like it's just consistently pushing for more i think yeah especially like seeing the seeing the hermoses and then seeing how much like who their friend group is and their circle of friends and then seeing who they know it's like dude eventually we could know these people like if if we just stay consistent and like i i don't know it seems it doesn't seem as far as far as away as i as i used to used to think of it no that's so i was about the other day too is like John Maxwell, he he's almost too old to the point to wherever I get to that level, like he won't be around anymore. But like Alex, yeah. and, and Alex, like I honestly, we could be on his plane at one point. Like they, that's someone that I'll be able to say I can network with at one point. Um, and so I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I also went out the other day, and uh, yeah, I mean, dude, you're like you're hopping on Mike T's yachts or whatever his boats and going <laughs> fishing with them. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I I was invited to be right now. Um, so, so but get excited. Um, I had to work this said. So one day I'll be able to be on my team. Chose job. to work. I chose to work. Yeah, I'm sorry. I chose to work. I actually did choose to work over that. Um, yeah, good decision. <laughs> thank you. He sees it the same way as well. You should ask Mike. Does he does he ever question asking you to hang out if he feels? Because I, I I sometimes wonder that. Like, should I invite some people to certain things, or should I let them focus on on? On, on working on whatever it is that that they're doing because sometimes it's i don't know but i the business is different than when i was in it when i when i first started so i'm I, i'm gonna guess his answer and i'm gonna ask him he's gonna his answer's gonna tell me no because i told you when we first started don't be afraid to tell me no it's like if you have to work put the business over this he told me that whenever we first started going out that sounds like a man with experience wisdom yeah. <laughs> Because uh, that was how the conversation started at first, but we'll see. We'll see how he answers. I'm going to ask him that. Well, I mean, it sounds like he's thought of it for sure. If he set that expectation, don't be afraid to tell me no. Yeah, it was, just, it was great, honestly, because I, I definitely was afraid to tell him no. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, heck yeah. Anyway. But cool. Let's end it there. We'll see everyone on the next episode. Heck yeah. The process. Love you, buddy. Bye.